everybody. Welcome to the Francast. This is the podcast where we talk about our favorite show, The Nanny, except for today when we are talking about Fran Drescher today, our favorite leading lady, and her show that kind of got her the nanny in a roundabout way. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about princesses uh, because in between uh, seasons on the show, we like to kind of uh, talk about one of her other projects and uh, uh, we did Beautician and the Beast last time, and this time we're talking, like I said, about princesses, and then we're also going to talk about the Reels uh, special that is airing tonight uh, called In My Own Words, Fran Drescher, and uh, they were kind enough to give us an early screening of the program, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about it, and it's going to be really fun, and I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and Larry's here. Hello. Yes, and Colleen is here. Hi, everybody. Yes, so this uh, is going to be very interesting, I feel like. Uh, so <laughs> let's just dive in. Let's start talking about. So, this show, Princesses, it aired 1991, uh, and it uh, starred uh, Fran Drescher and Julie Haggerty and Twiggy were the leads going on and this was quite a drama behind the scenes with this show i guess the uh <laughs> nobody nobody liked the show in fact in the uh in the reels thing uh friend Drescher says she, she hated the show she hated the show <laughs> um and it's an interesting thing like you just don't think of somebody like julie julie Haggerty as being somebody that uh, we're gonna build a franchise around you know, she seems like that person who comes in is either the love interest or like a comic relief kind of actress yeah. as opposed right. to we're gonna build us a, a series around her uh but uh what what do you think of this show in just sort of overall like the idea the concept of the show do you feel like it was flawed to begin with or there was potential there and they just messed it up what what do you think, Larry? I think there's potential there. I mean, we've seen the, you know, three to four to five, I guess, single women uh, living together, living around each other, best friends type of sitcom several times. One we talk about on here all the time, Golden Girls, obviously was very successful, even though that had a little bit more of a niche, but then you had even Sex in the City come not too long after. Mm-hmm. Um, so the concept, I think, was fine. Um, and even the, the weird test part, I don't know, that was a bit hokey, but it, it wasn't necessarily the concept of the show that was the problem. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Colleen, about the concept of the show? I agree with you, Larry. I was going to say something different, but you know, I I think you're right because I feel as if another one I could think of was Living Single, which I didn't oh, personally yes. watch, but that was a big hit. That was on for a while, and I mean, we could go on, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like um, it had it had some possible sparks there, but there were. I mean, there was some possibilities that just never went anywhere. And I feel like to get further, I'm sure we'll talk about the chemistry between mm-hmm. the actors and yeah. the actual scripts, the lines, a lot of that was flawed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. And uh, they, the, 
I think you obviously have a lot in, uh, you know, New York City, women uh, centered shows. Uh, and, you know, you think you got something like Caroline in the City that was around this time. You had something like, you know, Friends, which I had meant male characters, but uh, would be <clears throat> right, I think, a little bit later than 91. But, um, uh, but certainly something that would be able to be appealing and they they had an interesting group of women but uh but yeah it's it's such a like we kind of take it for granted that uh that shows can just work you know but it's like you can have all those pieces and it's just the chemistry's not there the pieces just don't fall into place like it's a it's a hard thing to get a show that's going to work. I mean, you look at even in Fran Drescher's career, she's really only had the one big hit of all her. I mean, she's had show other, her other two shows uh, lasted two seasons. And, uh, and so nothing has, nothing has been like the nanny. It's just hard to do. Yeah. yeah it's really hard to do. Uh, and uh, yeah, evidently it was very, uh divisive uh amongst the set uh i guess it reached a point where uh where julie haggerty i guess walked off the set she didn't want to be involved anymore uh this was in filming the first four episodes uh and uh so she hated the show <laughs> uh fran hated the show uh she didn't feel like she was being used to her comedic abilities uh, i guess they actually did film eight episodes but we could only find two episodes uh and it's only i think been aired one time on there was a a a tv land that where they did kind of failed canceled shows or whatever oh. thing yeah as saying and they aired it i guess then but i could only find two episodes i think i think i saw that only like five of the episodes aired at all though mm. so they filmed eight but didn't even show all eight ever yeah that makes sense well, what i did notice i looked up um the creators i just happened to pick one i don't know something struck uh -huh. me. this robin schiff was one of the creators she produced Romy and michelle's high school reunion which is such a good movie mm -hmm. which i just found funny i don't know why that yeah well, this was well before that that was in 97 yeah um, it's it's kind of interesting because they have the theme song someday my prince will come and that's pretty unusual i guess it just shows 91 which would just been at the at the start of the uh, disney renaissance uh, because now you would never see that on an AB on a CBS show, never. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. You would only see it on an ABC show, yeah. oh, and right. even then, they're pretty careful. I think about mixing, you know, properties, and I mean, there's just no way that song would be on a CBS show now. How do you feel about the opening credits? I feel like they were one of the stronger parts of the show. <laughs> it's pretty good like it looked like they spent some money on on them at least it's like do you do you not like them 
No, I thought yeah. I thought it was kind of a neat idea. Yeah, it was, it was at least it, it it like made the show stand out in some way with those little opening credits. I was like, oh, yeah. okay. At least there was some creativity put into into these credits. Mm-hmm. Right. The rest of it, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The this arrangement of someday my prince will come is done by the band the Roaches, uh, which were uh, a. Uh, group so it's, it's an unusual version and i kind of liked that and and so we start out this pilot uh that julie hagner's character character tracy um uh, she is getting married and melissa her friend and it's just so weird thinking of fran as melissa i I couldn't do it i couldn't i'm writing my notes and i kept saying fran 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 it was because her other show she's always fran she's always fran (laughs) right and so it's it's just it's really weird and i guess she wasn't fran in beautician and the beast but still uh she was joy in that i feel like joy is more believable than melissa yeah that was better (laughs) <laughs> but anyway yeah they've been roommates since college and uh and so they are excited because she's going to be getting married and did you think that her that fran and julie had any chemistry together at all did you think of larry no no <laughs> i totally agree it was awful yeah. <laughs> actually I think Julie Haggerty was one of the biggest problems in this show. <laughs> oh, I just found her so annoying and grating. Like her character and uh, Julie, I mean, she was fully committed. Yeah. It seemed she was just giving it her comedic chops. But oh my gosh, I was like, this character, who, why would you ever try to make her the center character? Especially no. if the show is called Princesses. Why are we not, why is the princess not the the main kind of when we we look at i don't know that's true and and yeah yeah, like i said she's somebody that works really well as your comic relief your side character whether it's airplane whether Mm -hmm. it's even it's something like instant family she plays the grandma in that and she's really fun and sweet and quirky uh that she's great in that kind of thing but to have her be sort of your lead of your show it's just a weird choice because she usually plays kind of the demure shy a little bit that's sort of her gimmick is that she's kind of awkward and a little bit shy and and so that's that's a weird character to be your lead like usually you want even in something like big bang theory where you have uh sort of nerdy awkward characters like leonard is the lead character who's the normal straight you know guy (laughs) that's what you need as your lead character and uh and i mean it's just kind of like you don't want uh in how i met your mother you don't want barney to be the lead character he's the eccentric side character (laughs) you want ted mosby to be your lead character that's just the way comedy works Uh yeah or should work should work I also, I felt, I did actually, I thought her wedding dress was kind of pretty, but for the most part, I thought her fashion was oh. so ugly. <laughs> oh, I didn't like a single, I hated the dress. 
was actually the lady. I know it was 91, but man, that was that was like 1985. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Everything she wore was like a potato sack, like these huge skirts you. and these huge big bellowing like button down yeah. shirts with it i was just like wow yeah. this is like matronly to a new level like this yeah. is too much it was like working girl but worse oh it was horrible yeah in what? in the second episode she wears this sweater that was oh yeah really bad <laughs> was it floral right what's that, that? was it floral yeah floral oh it was terrible it was really bad i was than any i mean it's just amazing that anyone in the world thought picked that out as a choice for a supposedly somewhat chic character and the 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 gimmick is supposedly that she's only known this guy that she's marrying for uh, a couple of weeks but they fell super in love and uh, so they they are moving into an apartment that he got from a friend of his and it's a super super lush uh penthouse kind of apartment in new york city and uh when they get there uh they find that the apartment has been uh also given to uh to another woman named georgie who is a princess uh, who married she married a prince who then has died um and she's played by twiggy and i felt like T- twiggy really tried hard <laughs> yeah. in this yeah she was she was, she was yeah. really trying <laughs> but it didn't work it, i mean it's no surprise that i guess that fran and twiggy ended up becoming actual friends from this and uh that there was yeah because i feel like they're bubbly i mean my biggest problem with julie Haggerty is like you said she should not have been the lead character i could see fran doing something like this although you know and this was pre-nanny so it's not like you're copying anything yeah fran was the one that should have fallen in love after six weeks not this nerdy girl (laughs) who should have been the sidekick right yeah and i just don't buy them as friends either if i'm being perfectly honest Mm -hmm. yeah so and uh, yeah that so she's princess of what did they call it silly 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 which was supposedly a group of islands in between (laughs) in between france and england and nobody knows how to make up fake countries like uh like hallmark, hallmark. movies <laughs> uh but this was or, um, diaries. yeah yeah because oh, usually genovia yeah usually Genovia. usually the fake countries are some kind of ovia or <laughs> not silly <laughs> yeah silly not silly was sil- silly <laughs> yeah. yeah it was like again too much i was like oh my gosh what well and i i i feel like she should have had a uh shouldn't she have had some kind of uh valet of some kind if she's if she's truly royal family to have some kind she thought that they that that the girls were being hired as as servants but still you would think she would have some kind of niles type character with her everyone has one in all the hallmark movies yeah of course the sidekick the handler whatever you want to call them they're sir personal assistant yeah 
whatever yeah what's your do you have a favorite rural movie for hallmark Colleen? um i think crab for christmas is up yeah here, it's the best one yeah crab <laughs> for christmas and that sidekick was great he was perfect mm. but yeah he accompanied that person here case in point accompanied him to new york city on a trip yeah um same thing with like made in manhattan is another example of Oh, yeah, wait, he wasn't a prince, but close enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Someone in a, yeah. a prince, but you get my point. Yeah, um, somebody with an assistant who's like the sidekick and all this. Yeah, yeah. Crown for Christmas, I think, is the best one. It's pretty, yeah. pretty cute, and it's got Danica McKellar and uh, um. So, yeah, they but they have made a, a they made a lot of <laughs> they made a lot of them over there. Uh, it's certainly better than this. <laughs> Definitely, I think we could say that for sure. Uh, but yeah, so you have Georgie, and uh, she's also been promised the apartment, and she's a widow. And I did think there was a couple funny jokes, like when and most of them were from Fran. Uh, when, like, she, when Georgie says, if it wasn't for Tony, I wouldn't have a place to stay. And friends, you don't have a place to stay. Mm-hmm. That was, that was funny. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun. I, 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 I don't know if I'm biased, but I definitely think Fran was a highlight of yeah. this, this very short sample size. Um, yeah. It's kind of fun having her be the snarky character. Um, maybe it's because mm-hmm. I also just usually like the snarky character. Yeah. Most um but having her kind of just yeah be back there rattling off singers like that it's like yeah you could tell how they could see her as talent in in this show you know Mm -hmm. that they could even though it wasn't working she is uh you could see the star potential i think here yeah yeah there was potential and I, i i when she talks about that uh that they they need to they need to get her out of there because these people tend to colonize. <laughs> that was funny uh, from Fran, and uh, and so we find out that Tracy's fiance is uh, is she's evidently never been to his office because she finds out. I guess it's only been a couple weeks, but she finds out that his assistant Andy is actually a woman not only is she a woman but is his uh, ex-wife which i guess for me it's like uh why wouldn't you why would you keep that a secret like it's no it's not like we're in the 1800s where it's sort of scandalized to be divorced it why would you know like it's pretty normal (laughs) now why wouldn't you tell someone uh that especially if you're marrying them fairly quickly like i would think that uh but evidently this guy ends up he's been married all these times many times he just marries people after the first date i guess so yeah Yeah. uh and we also get a a weird look at supposedly uh supposedly um melissa's sister deborah uh, fran's sister i yeah and she says you always make such a beautiful bridesmaid and i did think that of the two dresses i even though it was black i think fran's dress was probably better than 
even though I didn't hate the wedding dress, I thought it, it was kind of 80s chic in a way. Um, yeah, but still, I liked her kind of. How'd you feel about Georgie's pink little thing? <laughs> I didn't like it. No. no. <laughs> My favorite. Her riding outfits, her polo outfits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and so uh, then there's another ex wife at the wedding, and Georgie gives uh, Tracy her lucky coin that has helped all these all these. Uh, couples in her family and uh and so uh once fran tells her you know cut it off with this uh this guy don't go through then she's upset you ruined the the lucky the lucky coin and uh and then at the end they they figure that well we might as well use the year that they have in the house together georgie says how would you would you consider becoming my maids <laughs> they're like no um so that's the pilot and uh it's it's not a big shock that it didn't do very well <laughs> it did super badly though uh it was one of the worst rated shows in the entire that was on air yeah i don't but, know i don't i don't watch a lot of sitcom um like premieres mm-hmm. is that n- normal i mean i guess when i thought about friends it, we do kind of go through a lot too in that very first episode but i was just like it feels like a lot like it's just so much is happening in mm-hmm. this very first episode i don't know i prefer to like yes we need certain things but it's like I want to get to know these characters when I'm first meeting them a little bit. Like I need something to hook me into the characters themselves. Mm -hmm. And this, I was just like, I, what in the world? This is too much going on. Yeah. (laughs) Slow down. This is too much plot, like craziness in one single uh, pilot. It's true. You would think that almost the whole thing with her fiance would stretch out almost to the whole season kind of right like you could have a reveal yeah later i mean as a comparison you look at friends with it starts with a broken up wedding uh with uh with rachel uh um leaving her wedding um but you don't actually get really any uh that starts with her being the runaway bride you don't really get any introduction yeah. into her fiance or you know all yeah, i would have preferred that i would have preferred like right at the beginning we get the fact that this character has just is breaking out of a, a wedding mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> and then make the conflict of the first episode just be who's getting the apartment and that's conflict right. enough to like give yeah. us some fun shenanigans right. give you that that camaraderie between the three characters and, and that's i uh, yeah cool. i just think it's structured wrong from the start as we said <laughs> yeah yeah you know, and so it, it looks like it was actually 118 out of 132 oh not so good very low <laughs> yeah horrible um, but but this does show how things have changed because it still had a 6.3 household rating which i think now would be a lot stronger uh, i was just, gonna say that'd be higher isn't it mm-hmm. i mean i don't know these days but I, that sounds like it'd be maybe middle of the road or yeah. higher even i just know from that hallmark uh they're the the best that they do is in the fours now 
oh. um, even in their kind of Christmas movies is, is in the floors. So things okay. have changed a lot. They're, with, that's a network though. That's like a, yeah. like a cable, you know, it's not a mainstream, like a floor for day. But I, I think things have changed though quite a bit since 91, as far as we oh, just have yeah. so, uh, so many more options that I know that's kind of interesting, but that is really low. There's, <laughs> I mean, I under an 18th, uh, but yeah, I think you're right about that, that it was almost too convoluted for a pilot. Oh, right off the yeah. start. Uh, and I mean, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say I'm dating myself, but I, you know, I'm not that old, but the brain <laughs> pilot with a wedding was really, it's one of my least favorite episodes, but that was better. And that was convoluted and crazy and all kinds of stuff going on. A better written episode than if you have to have a wedding in the first episode, you know, this is not the way to do it. This episode, like the Brady Bunch wedding for some reason. That makes yeah. That. That was well. That was well done compared to this, and I'm not saying much. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I think that was the problem over the first two episodes. The writing just wasn't all that good either, mm-hmm. and it really, I think, <laughs> centers back around the fact that. Uh, they're trying to bounce everything off of Julie Haggerty's character and it just it doesn't land it like this most of these jokes just kind of like fall flat because they're trying to bounce it off of this weird little character so uh, and she doesn't have much to come back with I mean I guess I don't know in the second episode she knows what a, this gun is which is like a shock that's this demure weird little person knows about guns yeah (laughs) yeah in this second episode uh it's called uh it's called her highness for hire and uh it's basically the whole shtick is that georgie's gonna try to get a job and uh she keeps messing up with the tips at the end i mean at the beginning of the episode and uh, I did think it was a little bit of a funny joke when Fran says, at Christmas, you just give money to everyone you see. <laughs> uh-huh. That was yeah. kind of funny. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, getting a job. And I also thought it was a little bit funny when she's reciting the, uh, the Statue of Liberty thing. And she's like, the, the muddled asses instead of the huddled masses. That was I thought, a little funny. This was earlier than the nanny. They dropped that B word emphatically in both episodes. I was like, yeah, oh, that's true. Hello. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, not that you should get too realistic with this kind of show, but there's no way that Georgie would be granted a visa. How is she in the United States? That's what I wonder. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> because she has no job. And in order to get a. Yeah. In order to get a visa, you—it's not even that you have to have a job. You have to have a, a, a life skills applicable job. Like you can't just go get any job, uh, in and qualify for a work visa. It has to be like within your field and a you know, like a specific job. And uh, it, it's hard. Some it's hard to get those visas. Why would you go? I mean, I guess again, why are we thinking so hard? But <laughs> why would she go back to the United States? Like, why would she come here instead of yeah. go home? 
you know, go back to where she came from. Yeah. You know, that's just a logical step. After your husband dies, you would go back home, you know, not to a new country. Yeah, because there was never right. any sense of scandal or something. Yeah, that... I mean, maybe they were looking to weave it in, or maybe they just didn't think it through. I don't know, but. Yeah, it was very weird. Yeah, and they have a whole thing with uh, with Fran and uh, and a date that's like obsessed with his phone, which did surprise me a little bit because I was thinking 1991? Did right. people have yeah. phones in 1990? Maybe I was just super late to the game because I didn't get a cell phone until 1998. That was my first cell phone was in 98. <laughs> like 91, that was early. I'm trying to remember if I had one during college because I graduated from college in 96. I do not remember if I had a phone. I remember my first phone. It was terrible. I had five minutes on it. It was um, <laughs> Ameritech, which was the Ohio company, and they had eventually became AT&T, but it was like the worst phone ever. It was so bad. It, was <laughs> it wasn't like the Saved by the Bell phone, you know, that they yeah. had, <laughs> but it was my terrible first phone in 98 was a cricket phone it was pretty big pretty <laughs> large uh phone and i remember it was green and i don't know if cricket is still around but yeah cricket so. wireless yeah. yeah and so that i felt like surprising to me that they had that as a plot point because i was i don't know it just seems early yeah it does. how did we feel about her like putting her hair up in that dress to go on a date yeah I was just like, why does she have it in a ponytail? This yeah. Kind of, it, it was very weird. It was weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was, I, I guess a, a ponytail was so fluffy. I mean, that was some huge hair, but I was like, whoa, but why she have it pulled back? Very strange. Yeah, right. it's true. And uh, yeah, and then I just have written that uh, that's Tracy worrying about Georgie with the world's ugliest sweater. <laughs> oh, my notes. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad and, and then also yeah especially if you're penniless and have no money why would you not go back to where your family is why would yeah. you come to this new country with no money <laughs> right. and clearly you have no idea how the world works at all like you don't know what a job is you don't know about tipping or paying so it's like what uh, yeah they and they when, try to make it seem like she's super clueless so i guess I and don't i don't buy that royalty for real is like that even even these days i mean i know it's 2020 but i've seen queen elizabeth on zoom calls now i mean they they've modernized the monarchies around the world i believe yeah and they have all the technology and they have to learn things they have to like live for themselves <laughs> i mean do something for themselves yeah i don't know but then yeah. it's also like where did she get the horse or where is she getting the money to save right. the horse you know like because clearly she keeps going down and playing polo or riding a horse right like, you know it costs right. money even if you have your own horse you still have to either own your own stable or pay to put your horse you in a stable oh yeah, yeah. that's true horse. and would you be going to new jersey <laughs> for that <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they have boarding right there in like <laughs> Manhattan or where, whatever borough they were in. I, I mean, actually watched an episode of House Hunters a couple of weeks ago that he had a, a family. I don't remember. I think it was Colorado, actually. Possibly. Yeah. 
<laughs> they were looking for a place near where they kept their horse and they had that in mind i yeah. mean you know the location of their home yeah. and the cost of boarding was we a big part of we definitely have lots of horses of yeah. lots of space for horses here but so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah i don't know i mean once you start to think about this georgie character you're just like <laughs> falling what? apart it makes I no know. sense this person is just senseless <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. Why would she have a visa? Why would she come over <laughs> here? What's going on? Yeah. Um, and also when she sings, because at first she's going to be a Broadway singer or something, and it was just so badly dubbed. The ADR was so oh bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was immediately scary. I was like, "Ooh, okay. <laughs> this, this is so live." <laughs> I completely believe this is coming from her right now. Yeah, it was bad. And then they, so they, uh, there's a whole scene where she goes to audition for a movie where she's going to play hooker number two. And like, I thought they were going to be the big joke was that it was a like, a, a, like a pornographic film. But then it didn't seem like they went, went there. That it was just like a, it was a, a drama kind of a, almost yeah it was like yeah. a drama, <laughs> drama or whatever but yeah. like the way that they had the whole setup and stuff i was like oh there's gonna be like some skeevy producer or director or something like that but there totally wasn't it was just like an audition it was weird i felt like there was way more chance to to mine humor off of that scene yeah definitely with somebody mm-hmm. really skeevy and yeah. uh so and georgie is super upset and and later on you have uh i think it's fran who says look if you're gonna get that upset about losing one audition like you need to get it together and uh and that's totally true like what uh, is happening i mean i thought it would have been funny if it had been and because they're doing the scene they're practicing and if it had been an adult film and and because they're doing the scene together if tracy had ended up getting the part because she's supposed uh, to be all in the innocent you know yeah. whatever and so then right. that would have been a funny joke of like what's she going to do is she going to do the role is she not going to do the role and uh and then her being kind of like ooh, you know they think i'm sexy or whatever that could have been funny yeah. but no they didn't choose <laughs> <laughs> no. i mean i'm not that good of a writer and i i came up with like three or four ways this episode could have been more funny yeah just why i was watching it <laughs> yeah that's the thing the setups were just like not good like the and they didn't have payoffs really that mattered i mean her getting thrown out and laughed at uh, it wasn't really a payoff to that yeah. joke right yeah i mean and then france like as far as i can see you've been riding the longest lucky streak imaginable that uh you know she goes from being a cocktail waitress to being a princess to being a to getting this uh this incredible apartment to you know all of this stuff and it's like that's right and it's hard to to find that kind of character it could be funny anything can be funny i really do believe that almost anything can be funny if you can have taika waititi writing a movie about an imaginary hitler and it's funny anything can be funny 
just and then like later the friends like monologue is my favorite part of this whole episode where she just yeah. is, like get up and get out like this is yeah. you're being stupid uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i don't know how exactly. funny that was supposed to be it was just my favorite part i was like oh thank goodness because <laughs> the rest of this oh my gosh and i mean yes there are times listen so we love obviously colleen and i particularly talk about it we love the golden girls yes there's there's that part where at the end where fran throws the snowball at julie haggerty in her face Mm -hmm. when she tries Mm -hmm. to start reciting that little stupid thing again and you get that kind of stuff in the Golden Girls where yes. Dorothy smacks Rose with a newspaper or, you know, they're always insulting yeah. Rose. As, as delightful as Rose is and as happy as Rose is, she is never this. You know, like you can never <laughs> push somebody to this. And, and, of course, I do think it's a performance. I think, you know, Betty White is so good in the role that she's able mm-hmm. to really have you roll your eyes at Rose but also be endeared. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded yeah. me of something trying to be Golden Girls esque, where she throws that snowball in Julie Haggerty's face. Yes, and it—I don't know. Again, I thought maybe she was going to slam the door in her face or something. I knew something was coming. I thought that was a little bit much <laughs> to throw that snowball in her face. Um, I was like, "What? <laughs> All righty then." Um, but there's just something so off about this main character. And again, Rose, the Golden Girls does it where they they kind of switch out who the lead is, you know, right. more often. They don't really mm-hmm. have a focal point. It's no. the three women and they kind of switch out. Each episode yeah. tends to focus on one of the women more than the other two. And maybe this series would have been better off trying something like that too because, yeah, it would have been like having a more annoying version of Rose mm-hmm. in the lead every single episode (laughs) yeah there's only so much you can handle (laughs) yes that's a good analogy because again to use friends as an example uh they kind of do that in friends like you'll have a joey episode you'll have a a chandler episode you'll have Mm a uh they they switch off pretty pretty well i think in that uh like probably rachel is the lead but but uh but there's quite a bit of switch off i mean it was on so long it's gonna happen yeah Yeah. uh but uh but yeah i mean evidently it was the lowest show in all of the nielsen ratings for cbs and uh (laughs) jeff sagansky the head of programming he uh he was i guess at one point was going to retool the show was going to recast the entire show every single person and fran was upset about this and uh he tried she tried to get him to just fire haggerty which i'm sure uh, <laughs> sure i'm sure they're not close i i would her and julie haggerty probably aren't close but uh but anyway and so then they ended up just getting rid of the show but then uh so fran ends up getting a first class ticket to go visit a friend of hers in france and then she ends up going to england after and visiting twiggy but uh, while she's there she happens to sit next to jeff sagansky on the flight over to uh to france so she has like 11 hours to talk to him about uh about all kinds of things and uh she ends up getting a chance to pitch to him a show and basically like getting a promise from him that they'll do a show around her because she tells him 
it's not going to work if it's something that that I'm too strong, too unique a personality to not build the show around. And uh, and so and then she goes over to England, and when she's with Twiggy's daughter, she ends up uh, having this idea of doing a sound of music with uh, with her playing Maria, basically, and you know the rest is history but really so if she hadn't had this show then <laughs> she wouldn't have met justice zagansky she wouldn't have met him on the plane and uh it, the the whole it's just kind of, so we can all be grateful for princesses that it gave us the dandy i'm grateful that it was a flop and canceled That's right. we still wouldn't have gotten the nanny if this show had like yeah. not been tanked so fast so yes. can we talk real quick because this was a youtube video of someone their full series including commercials can we talk about those funny commercials for a second yeah Did you guys watch <laughs> any of those commercials i skipped most all of it oh well what <laughs> i only want to emphasize these um crazy um public service announcements that they had <laughs> One was about AIDS? drugs and one was about AIDS. And I saw the AIDS so, one. It was just very, I mean, this was a precarious time, 91. You know, they still didn't have any kind of treatments. Yeah. But it was odd. <laughs> I mean, they just felt weird. They were so serious. One was Charles Kimbrough, who used to be on Murphy Brown, and one was some guy from Soap Opera. And then they had, I just wanted to mention, there was a commercial. This is, this is how dated this is. Christy Brinkley was the cover girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Andy McDowell was the L'Oreal girl. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this Fran Drescher in my own words program. Uh, what did you think of the show as a whole? Uh, what do you think, Larry? Um, I think it's good. I mean, it's like a, a pretty stereotypical talking head person mm -hmm. series you know yeah. where you learn about someone and it's mostly obviously through people just kind of talking about the experiences mm -hmm. i did learn quite a bit though that mm -hmm. um i didn't know a lot about friends like personal life other than mm -hmm. her husband was gay uh <laughs> and i knew Same she here. had cancer um, because of her cancer schmancer which i knew about too mm -hmm. but a lot of this other stuff i had no idea so yeah, learning about a lot of it actually was pretty interesting to me. I did think it was interesting that her husband said, he's, he described himself as bisexual, he, which I had never heard him say that before. I don't, like know, if, I don't all, know if they cut him off because I thought maybe he was going to say, I said I was bisexual. Yeah. And then would elaborate that, you know, that, in was all, a, that was a turning point for him to come out as right. gay, but they didn't, they didn't continue on. Yeah, in all the happily divorced coverage in interviews they were on oprah and all the stuff he it was always oh my husband turned out my husband was gay and so and so it sort of surprised me that uh you know i never know how people's evolution are who knows uh what it, what it is but um but well, that was surprising that that would like stick in her head i mean i guess i understand that that's maybe a, a no-go for people being with someone who identifies as bisexual but the way she reacted was as if he said i'm gay you know mm -hmm. like even yeah. the reaction was mm -hmm. somebody being like oh okay well then this is point <laughs> you know right. oh i mean we can stick around each other but what's the point so mm -hmm. yeah I, I thought that was interesting yeah too. it was really fun to see her parents because they are on the show they have i don't think they've been on yet 
but uh, they are on the nanny several times her parents playing different characters and uh and so it was fun to see them and see them interviewed they seem like a hoot I forget that even her sister is named Nadine. Like, yeah. She literally, right. or the entire family is the same name. <laughs> <Right. nanny. laughs> Did anybody else think Sylvia yeah. looked like uh, Yetta a little bit? Yes, like, giving me Yetta vibes name. sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and I, it's, it's really interesting because I guess her most recent show really doesn't, isn't from her life. But for a while there, I mean, she had happily divorced, which was based on her life. And she had married with Fran, uh, where she, or living with Fran, sorry, living with Fran, which was also based on her life when she had a, um, uh, a boyfriend that was way younger than her. That was kind of her rebound, uh, guy, one of her rebounds guys. And that, so it's, it, I'd be kind of curious to see Fran really do something, uh, way out of that uh that life you know and and really see her i don't know just do something different it would be fun and you said you said you've yeah. watched her new series rachel i have yeah it's not indebted. my favorite it got indebted oh is it, it did canceled? it officially yeah i saw because i saw i didn't even know who was in it with her i saw it was stephen weber yeah it should have been way better because it had all this talent but i don't know it just felt it felt really outdated and just not not very funny but Oof, maybe but. we'll have to cover that for one of these in between <laughs> i know we have a few more series that we can <laughs> cover um i also didn't realize i know we had kind of mentioned it a little bit when he appeared on the show i didn't realize just how close she was to dan Aykroyd. I know, yeah me either me neither. i did not know wife. they had that really, i did not know that i know i remember i never saw that movie but i remember that movie doctor detroit where they said they all met mm-hmm I remember hearing about it, but I yeah, I, I've never, I've never seen that. And then uh, yeah. she was in the movie with Jay Leno, American Hot Wax, uh, and Jay Leno appears on the show, on yeah. the nanny um, later on, and uh, and she says she realized she's that I feel like I'm smarter than a lot of people I'm working for, and that's when she was really frustrated <laughs> with princesses. They don't say the name, but no. that's the same time period. Yes. <laughs> And I, I mean, she's, she is really smart. The fact that she would, uh, she ran for Miss Teenage New York. She got first runner up and she just told people that she had won. And she's like, I figured they wouldn't look. Who cares? Yeah. She was able to get representation just for that, which is amazing. Yeah, I loved hearing uh, the big influence of I Love Lucy. Because mm-hmm. I, think, I think you can really see it. I think I've mentioned it a couple times. as yeah. And of course, we've mentioned Ritter as well um, with the physical comedy. But I feel like, yes, she you could definitely see the Lucy inspiration in, sure. in her style of comedy. And in the show's uh, format as well, the show's comedy. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, when we hear about like that, assault yeah i had no idea idea that that had happened to her and i was just like oh my gosh that you know wow i mean i had read that that she had that they had been i think it was i read that she had they had something traumatic happen but to see it see them talk about it was very uh was very shocking and to see to hear that i mean that would be a traumatic experience for for, yeah. for for everybody for, for both of them and for peter yeah to, right. just, 
I mean, to get raped like that. I mean, it was shocking. And uh, her and her friend. And I uh, have to have a new lease on life because, yeah, I, I would be preparing for death. You know, yeah, like, because so many sure. people don't get out of that situation. They get killed. Yeah, yeah. and besides that, besides her cancer, I mean, that had, that's something she will always, she always oh, has yeah. always shared with Peter. That's been, like, something that connected them. Mm-hmm. Even though he couldn't, he felt helpless, you know? He didn't know what he could do. Yeah. Um, that's definitely something they shared together that goes yeah. beyond something you, normal people have. I mean, yeah. you know, that she- doesn't happen that yeah. often. Yeah, and she went over to the Ackroyd's house and basically like lived there. Yeah, because they felt so unsafe, uh, and uh, so yeah, that was part of it. I was just like, wow, they live. They lived with the Ackroyds for some time. I, yeah, it, it just kind of was interesting to be like, wow, I, I had no mm-hmm. idea they were such good friends that they even lived together. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, they they said that uh, that uh, that the perpetrator was convicted yeah uh so at least there's some closure with that so that's good and then we get also all of the story behind fran's uterine cancer and uh if you read cancer schmancer which i have uh she you would think somebody that's at least like low level famous like fran like yeah maybe she's not like the most famous but you think somebody like her would have like decent medical care right yeah right. uh, you think that she could get doctors to take her seriously and you know because she's somewhat famous especially, Espe- well, then. especially when she got yeah diagnosed yeah but no in the uh, in the book she talks about having to to go to doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor and nobody would believe her that and everybody just kind of passed it off as early menopause or or uh, or some kind of you know monthly cramping or whatever and uh and that finally she had to insist that the doctor did the test and uh, after going to eight nine something like that doctors and uh and so they finally did the test and it it came back as this cancer and uh, so the book she's uh she's very adamant about really advocating for your own health Mm -hmm. uh that that not just believe that that what doctor one doctor says like that if you are feeling if if you feel unwell like and i mean granted she had the the means i guess to pursue other doctors and not everybody has that ability but uh but yeah that's a big theme they mentioned she mentions oh i you know saw eight or nine doctors in the in the documentary but in the book she talks a lot more about that about you that process of going to doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor nobody believing her yeah, I just saw, I think I might have told you guys offline, I saw this, um, actually on Reels, there's a series on, called Autopsy, and it's basically celebrity autopsy, and they try to figure out who, you know, the causes of death, the underlying things, and mm-hmm. Gilda Radner had one um, a couple weeks ago, and it was the same thing. People didn't believe her because of her characters on Saturday Night Live, like they didn't want to take her seriously. Because yeah. all they could see is like the comedian in her, and she was having issues. On and unfortunately for her, by the time that someone actually diagnosed her, I think she had ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. She was like stage three. Luckily, yeah. Fran was stage one, and they were able to, do, you know, to take care of it. But that's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people like stereotype you or label you, or because you're a woman, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to believe that your symptoms are something real. 
Um, I think that's probably happens more with women. Mm -hmm. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had something similar to this when I was 17. I, I, I was having these horrible pains and they were so bad that I ended up getting a home tutor and dropping out of all of my after-school commitments. And wow. just, I mean, I was, and that was not like me. I was a very social person and I was in so much pain. I couldn't move and going to the doctors and they were all like, Oh, it's just, period cramping. It's just whatever. And I was like, no, it's not. Oh I know God. it's not. And right. so they put me, they finally decided to do exploratory surgery because they didn't know. And, and, and my mom and I kept saying, Are you sure it's not appendicitis? Are you sure it's not? Cause it was right in that spot. And, uh, and, and appendicitis is very difficult to diagnose, but they didn't know if it was like gallbladder pain or that you know what it could be but we always kind of felt like it was appendicitis but the doctors were very like oh you're just being a dramatic child you know kind of thing even though I was 17 and anyway I I they do the exploratory surgery and I I I vividly remember I waking up and being like what did you do what did you do to me and, <laughs> and the doctor says the doctor says your appendix was looking pretty green there we took it out and I was like, I knew it. <laughs> You're like, I was validated. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. And so I ended up, uh, they, yeah, they took it out and, uh, and I ended up staying the night at the hospital. The only time in my life I've stayed the night in a hospital and, uh, and it was the night of the Seinfeld finale. So I watched the Seinfeld finale in the hospital <laughs> <laughs> and it was terrible and it was Sorry. terrible <laughs> more pain uh, I was going to yeah. say that's awful it was not funny Oh my gosh. No, oh, I mean, yeah. hey, at least it wasn't the How I Met Your Mother finale. Yeah. And I was, if I was in the hospital for that, that would have been too much. You might have burst, uh, I burst something <laughs> else open. <laughs> burst open the seam <laughs> right the stitches yeah uh, but uh but anyway so i i could relate to what she was saying about doctors not believing you and thinking that you're just being like a a, a overdramatic woman <laughs> like no i why would i get rid of all my social activities all of my friends uh i didn't go to prom uh all those wow. things because i was in so much pain and I'm, I'm just faking it. What? Why would That's I do crazy. that? It's ridiculous. So, so I didn't read her book. I may need to read it. Did she, she obviously is advocates for screenings and stuff. Yeah. For, because for cancer. Women, and then, I mean, yes, all the ladies out there, get your screenings, get the whatever big, they tell you to do, your pap or whatever. Yeah. Well, she also talks in Cancer Schmancer about her relationship with this younger man. Mm -hmm. uh that she was with at the time i guess that she got the the cancer and that that's the the basis for living with francho and uh and then she uh she yeah she's just an advocate for for you being the advocate for your own health and mm -hmm. not letting people just tell you that it's nothing when you know in your heart it's not nothing and uh so that's sort of the main kind of thrust of the book uh and um so anyway uh but yeah they talk about that here and but she was able to become friends again with peter because of the cancer scare that kind of woke him up 
which was nice. I'm happy to see that. Yeah. I mean, that's great. It's interesting that they're not with anybody. <laughs> I know. I mean, obviously they're not romantically involved, but I do think it's interesting that neither of them, I mean, they're like the lifeline for each other. It's kind of it's <laughs> cool in a way. Yeah. It's sad. I mean, they, but they went through so much together. I think it's cool Fran saying he should be living in the same building. Yeah, they need to be close. They need to be closer close to than each they other. are. <laughs> and they're only 45 minutes away. It's not like they're all that far. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's sweet to see their relationship. And Do you know uh, if Fran has ever directed anything? I, I think she did at least an episode or two of The Nanny, but okay. um, I'm not positive on that. I'd have to check. Well, because when she said that was like kind of one of her last checklist things she'd like to do, I'm like, okay, girl. A film, right? Didn't yes, time to film? start doing like some mini series, like some TV movie. Like it's you gotta <laughs> never too late. Yeah, girl. All these people in their sixties, she's in her sixties, right? All these people in their sixties and seventies are killing it, man. They're doing great. Yeah, work. I mean, Seriously. she can still direct a feature film, friend. Start time to start getting getting some projects off the ground. Yeah, so she did for anything. She did and two episodes have- of the nanny. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh and a couple she's done an episode of Strong Medicine for Lifetime. I mean, it is my dream of my whole life that Fran Drescher is in a Hallmark movie. I want it so <laughs> bad. Oh it's my from- gosh, I'm Rachel. <laughs> Amazing. come on and i bet they let her direct it they let mariah carey direct one they let, oh, her direct one. Yes. They let mariah carey they direct did. Yeah. i mean a hallmark movie yeah they did it's i know people hate was it, it horrible i don't hate it i don't hate it it's not my favorite but it's, is it it's, called all i want for christmas is you no no okay thank um, goodness christmas, <laughs> christmas yeah and she doesn't really sing that much. That's disappointing. She was, As I say, she she's in it, isn't in she? It. She is ter- she's a terrible doting mother who wants, she's a stage mom. She wants her daughter to be yeah. the star of this Christmas pageant. But I would but, just, I would absolutely love to have Fran Drescher. They would let her direct it for sure if they yeah. let Mariah Carey. Yeah, I think Why so. Why do you imagine it's one of the Hallmark writers? Yeah. Uh, I I I think so, and you should. Uh, yeah. You have connections, Rachel. I mean, I wish I had that kind of connection. <laughs> but uh, Rachel knows these knows some of these writers from Hallmark, and you've talked to a lot of the actors. I mean, I know it's kind of a weird thing to mention, but what you yeah. can mention it to the writers. I think. I think. Yeah, but I don't think they have that much say in casting. Oh, boo! <laughs> but could, but yeah, they could like they could pass it along yeah it still surprises me that fran has never done dance with the stars it watching this i just thought she is such a perfect fit they have yeah. to have had asked her there's no way yeah like, with healthy, her she could do it with her story with her fashion with her her i mean she just seems like a perfect fit for that show i will say the voiceovers were my least favorite part of this show because work they just sounded so different that it was yeah. like, oh, it was a little, she even went into more of a nasal, like that typical Fran nasal uh-huh. voice in her voiceovers. And when she's talking, you know, she has that kind of raspier tone now, yeah. just naturally speaking. But I don't know, the voiceover <laughs> editing, I was like, oh, okay, this is, this could have used a little bit of work, but. Mm-hmm. See, I watch this network a lot. Like I said, I watch Autopsy. I yeah. watch yeah. some of the other I watched there was one of one of these same shows with Valerie Bertinelli, which was very yeah. well done. 
and if you guys you should watch that one it's really good it's good yeah. and um but the, the, the network is generally sensationalizing everything but this i thought wasn't too bad i mean no. this is pretty basic no. I yeah. thought it was, was well good done. and yeah. i think it's stuff that almost nobody would know like it's not oh. hardcore like yeah us and uh and yeah i mean they didn't include everything like they didn't talk not. about spinal tap they didn't talk about <laughs> uh <laughs> they didn't talk about beautician and the beast they didn't talk they only had a couple quotes from charles shaughnessy yeah um, he looked and, good though didn't he mm -hmm. yeah he did <laughs> um and like they didn't include things like uh her being in the hotel transylvania movies i mean there's certain things you obviously can't include everything but uh but i thought in overall it was it was really sweet and 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 fun uh so i think that the nanny fans are really going to enjoy it and oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot i felt like i learned a I lot i mean yeah we're, <laughs> we're nanny fans and i did not know all that about her and i'm kind of yeah. glad i didn't in a way it made it yeah. better for me but mm -hmm. it's terrible that i didn't know at the same time i feel guilty like i should have known yeah when well, i didn't realize that things were so bad between peter and fran in the last season that yeah. they weren't even talking to each other like i i knew that that obviously they broke up right around then but i i don't know i always thought that uh they kind of stayed yeah friendly yeah yeah, yeah so. didn't know for years they just didn't talk to each other uh yeah that mm -hmm. was interesting too yeah. and i think it really paints i i like that you know, yeah, we didn't get all the moments from her career, but I like how it paints Fran as a person, kind of yeah. as a, a strong, vibrant mm -hmm. person. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little bit weird, though, that they're talking about her current show and it's now canceled, but, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? But, yeah, I think that's what I really enjoyed that, too, is is getting to understand more, you know, some stuff that would traumatize anyone that she's been through in her life. Um, and to still be this like kind of positive strong woman she is today is, mm -hmm. is really cool yeah I mean, so yeah, if she turned a negative and two negatives into a positive mm -hmm. yeah and yeah. it was interesting too that she said she doesn't really need to work like she could live off did she know. say that the nanny yeah, yeah she said life? that yeah that's what, that's what happens when you get those royalty checks when you're i mean you produce and, and write and star right <laughs> well and i was a little bit surprised by that because I, it's kind of hard to find the nanny it's not on it's not like that syndicated it's not on any of those major streaming services it's not uh, compared to your friends or your the like the office or big bang theory you know some of these other shows failed Jerry Seinfeld doesn't have to work another day in his life right is it on is it on in other countries i actually do know that it is on uh streaming and on other countries and uh but still i don't know i was just i was actually a little bit surprised when she said that which is great i'm happy for her yeah but anyway yeah it was really fun so if any of you get to see this in my own words let us know your thoughts what you think of fran uh and uh we really enjoyed it and we think fran is awesome and uh yeah if any of you were big princesses fans let us know and what you think of those we'll put the links in the dis in the description too if you want to watch on youtube the pilot and uh and the first episode uh then you can do that and let us know what you think and uh, if you're interested in canceled 
shows, then really great podcast uh, is Canceled Too Soon by William Bibiani and Whitney Seibold, where they talk about failed pilots and failed uh, shows that didn't get a second season. It's a really entertaining podcast. I, I recommend it. And uh, if it's, it's just interesting to me to see why things don't work. And maybe there's some hidden gems that should have probably worked and that should have gotten renewed but didn't. So check out that show. I really like it. And um, so, Larry, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, as well as YouTube, all at LC Screen Talk. Great. And Colleen? I am on um, Twitter and Instagram at LELE44094, and our FranCast Instagram is FranCast1993. Yes. And you can follow us at FranCast14 on Twitter, so make sure that you do that. And uh, you can follow me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. I just posted my top 10 favorite comedies of all time on my YouTube channel. So please take a look at that. And uh, it's really pretty fun. And uh, so thanks so much, everybody. And we'll look forward to your comments. And we'll be back covering season three next week. So bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.